Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Today, I'm going to talk to the family of Martin Gutierrez. Speak, we're going to, they're going to speak out about what's going on with, with, you know, what happened with Martin, what's going on with the investigation, and what's happening around Austin. I'm not asking the question, is there a serial killer? I'm saying, I want to know, where does this person work? Is this person associated with a bar? Is this person an employee at the bar? Are they a manager of the bar? Is Are they getting assistance by employees of the bar? Because there is a serial killer here in Austin, and that's not even the question. We're trying to find out who this person's working with and get down to the meat of things. Going to put some heat on these people. Also, man, the U.S. Congress, they put the heat to the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That's right. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms the director was on the hot seat in Congress. He was sitting in, in the committee, the Judiciary Committee, in Washington, D.C., and, man, they had some things to ask this guy here. Let me tell you, uh, the Cargill v. Garland case, that's right, my case, the Cargill v. Garland case that's headed to the United States Supreme Court, Congress has some things to say about that. Also, they have some things to say about the Cargill v. ATF case. That's the case where we're suing the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms because there's, they're coming at the gun stores and they're trying to shut them down for small little paperwork errors. So let's go to Washington, D.C. Congress and listen to this awesome congresswoman question the director of the ATF about the Cargill v. Garland case. Director Dettelbeck, are you familiar with the case Cargill versus Garland? I, I do know that case. I believe that's a pending case in the in the Fifth Circuit. I yes, believe. it's and a I, case that was decided in January of this year, and it relates to challenging ATF's bump stock rule. 
Now, you have repeatedly stated that the ATF only carries out the laws as passed by Congress, but that isn't true. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, in fact, ruled against the ATF, and I'm just going to cover a few of the findings that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals made. This case was a case, this was initiated by a gun owner in response to the ATF promulgating a regulation to interpret federal law, specifically the National Firearms Act and the Gun Control Act, to define firearm accessories as machine guns, even though Congress had not done so. The regulation was pursued in direct contrast to a position that the ATF held for over a decade, and that's in fact similar to the pistol brace, where the ATF actually issued letters to owners of bump stocks and pistol braces saying that they were legal accessories, yet the ATF eventually changed their mind, but not because Congress issued any new law. It was a new interpretation on your part. In fact, the court in the Cargill case found that, the, uh, that there had been bills that had been introduced regarding bump stocks, but before they could be considered in earnest, the ATF went forward with this rule, quote, short-circuiting the legislative process. The Fifth Circuit further concluded that even if the ATF interpretation of the statute were, were correct, the rule would clash with the rule of lenity because, quote, it purports to allow ATF, rather than Congress, to set forth the scope of criminal prohibitions. Director Dettelbach, does this situation and the legal questions raised sound familiar to you outside of the scope of the Cargill case? Uh, that the, the rule was promulgated during the prior administration. It is currently in the courts. The circuits are actually split. And there's the a, Fifth Circuit there's a, and the Sixth Circuit ruled yesterday, finding again that and, the ATF uh, did not have the legal authority and, to and issue the bump stock rule, And correct? another circuit has upheld it, and it is on certiorari before the Supreme Court. I, I understand that. My point is, is that what the ATF did with the bump stock is very similar to what you're attempting to do with the pistol brace rule, isn't it? Uh, those are different situations. They You're are both applications of Congress's. Uh, well, that's Congress's. not what the court. That's not what the Fifth Circuit found, though, is it? Uh, the, obviously, this is before the courts. Our the Fifth position Circuit has didn't been find is that, in did hundreds they? of pages of public documents. And neither did the Sixth I, Circuit. I will tell you, with respect to bump stocks, I fired a bump stock, uh, uh, and I will tell you the the. the All right, note, so that's I, it is that's going to, to be a state. I'm sorry, U.S. Representative, U.S. Representative. Uh, Hageman, and she was actually, man, laying it down to the director there of the ATF and asking him about the bump stock case, the Cargill v. Garland case, and really putting him to the fire there. Let him know that the ATF cannot create a right law. Now, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's go to the Cargill v. ATF case. This is the case where the ATF is going after gun stores and trying to shut them down for making small little paperwork errors. Let's listen to uh, U.S. House of Representative Matt Gates. But how do you treat regular Americans? I got this letter from someone in my district, uh, a firearms dealer. I have been a firearms dealer for 46 years. For 46 years, I've had a good relationship with law enforcement. Then came the ATF's zero tolerance policy. Two years ago, while in the process of selling a firearm to a customer, I completed their background check using Florida's FDLE firearm purchasing program. The background check was uneventful, and FDLE rendered an approval number. Some months later, during an ATF audit, I was told the background check was now a non-approval. Even though FDLE made the error, it was on my paperwork, so ATF deemed it a willful error. 
After completing close to 50,000 background checks over 46 years, why would I willfully ignore this background check? The answer is simple. I did not. But the ATF has revoked my license, ended my career, and my livelihood. So I guess the question is, why should you be able to destroy the life of one of my constituents over a technicality where they weren't even at fault when you all lose thousands of guns and illegally keep hundreds of thousands of records? Respectfully, uh, with res Congress has, has given us uh, the authority to inspect and make sure that firearms dealers, the vast majority by the which are compliant, they are our first line of defense um, in, in dealing with uh, straw purchases. This guy isn't your first line of defense anymore. He's fired. But a very small uh, minority, those dealers, uh, after due process, uh, have a been A small minority? A small minority, ATF, enforcer of gun laws, lost thousands of firearm parts to thieves. New data shows ATF gun store restrictions at the highest rate in 16 years. Mr. Director, the definition of... And that is uh, U.S. Representative uh, Gates and also U.S. Representative, Representative Hagman actually taking it to the director, Director Dettelbach, and questioning him about two different cases. One, Cargill versus the Department of Justice the bump stock lawsuit, and also Cargill versus uh, ATF, uh, the paperwork error case, where gun stores make a small little paperwork error, and the ATF is trying to shut them down. That's right. We're taking it to them, and it's being brought up in Congress. This is a big deal, folks. You better watch these Cargill cases. They're going to the United States Supreme Court. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're going to change gears a little bit. and We're going to talk with the family of Martin Gutierrez. Um, and we're they're speaking out. And we're going to talk about the Lady Bird Lake killer. The question is not is there a killer. The question is who is this person? Who's helping this person? Where do they work? You know, who's assisting, you know, assisting them? We're going to talk about that. And so I want to bring into the, the conversation Martin's family. You know, welcome to Come and Talk. Yeah, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Tell them your name. and. Uh, yeah, so my name is Mitchell Gutierrez. Uh, Martin was my little brother, uh, 25 years old, when he went missing off of Rainy Street uh, back uh, November 19, 2018. Uh, we found him November 26th um, after seven days of searching. All right, so he went missing on what day again? Uh, November 19th. November 19th, and he was found on what day? The 26th. Okay, so 19th and the 26th, seven yeah. days. Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. And then, all right, so let's go back to the date that he was out on Rainy Street. Yeah, so he was out with some friends. We were actually with my wife's family, you know, having dinner and everything, and then he went out with some friends to continue to watch some football for the night. Um, went to one bar, then Luster Pearl, then Alibi. Three bars. And then uh, from one bar, from Luster Pearl to Alibi, my brother couldn't even stand. Uh, he was leaning over, abnormal behavior. Him and I went out all the time. We drank. Like, I know his behavior like the back of my hand. You know, he was closest thing, my best friend. And what I saw in that footage on the surveillance at Alibi was not my little brother. All right, so apparently you guys were able to get the security camera footage from the Alibi, the last bar that, you know, that you guys can track down, you know, track him down. At. That he was in, yeah. Okay, that he was in. Mm -hmm. And so you pulled up that footage, and you're looking at it, and you're saying, man, that's not him. That's not his normal behavior. You know, this is my best friend. This is my brother. I hang out with him. I know him, you know, better than anyone. I know all his secrets, and that's not him. That's not how he acts. Nope. Yeah. Something's wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and all we did was drink. Like, we never did drugs or anything like that. So seeing his behavior was just unbelievable to see. It was, it was hard to watch, man. I would be extremely curious about the footage from the previous bar then. Yeah, so that's, you know, what kind of irked me was initially because we tried to get that footage from Luster Pearl, which was the previous bar. Lester Pearl. Yep. And so for it took them a, what? I mean, like almost a week to get the footage. A week to get the footage from Lester Pearl. Yeah, they would. Man, they if, would. you know what? I, I own a gun store, you know, and something happens. The police come over and you know, I say, hold on. Hold on a sec. You know, you need security, security camera footage. Give me one second. Let me give it to you. Exactly. I give it to you a second. I, I literally give yeah. it to you in a few minutes. Yeah. It doesn't take a week. Yep. It doesn't take a day. It doesn't take an hour. It takes a few minutes. Oh, yeah. And then not only that, though, after we finally got it, they gave us the wrong date. And the then, wrong date. And then deleted what we needed. So, Luster Pearl. So I don't know what happened to my brother from one bar to another. Now, when were you asking for this security camera footage? Oh, it was early. During in, the searches. During the searches. Oh, so yeah. So within that week. In that mm -hmm. week. Oh, so we definitely all security camera, all DVRs, whether it's on a DVR, whether it's held in a network somewhere else, somewhere else especially if it's on the DVR, it's definitely there for at least seven days on a DVR. At least seven days. Yeah. And then it's, if it's if it's maintained somewhere else, we're talking 30 days. So let's go. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And let's say seven days. Okay. It should have been there. Should have been there. And so someone deliberately had to have deliberately deleted this. They had to. Yeah. And my brother only purchased one drink. You know, we looked at his credit card receipts and everything. One drink, one beverage. And then all of a sudden he went from completely normal to leaning on the bar. And he was alibi. not served at Alibi. 
Yep. And so my, you know, my, my problem with this is, okay, that, man, that raises a lot of questions right there, you know, because Luster Pearl, I know where that's located. I'm thinking what's located across the street from Luster Pearl. So did you guys walk across the street and see, you know, hey, do you guys have security camera footage just pointing toward where Luster Pearl? Oh, we went everywhere. We tried to get everything, you know, and there were so many cooperative bars, right. Craft Pride, like they were amazing. They, they actually gave us a jump drive. Uh, nice. And that actually gave me the last footage I had seen. Gave you everything. Life. Yeah, yeah. Seeing them come around the corner there on Rainy Street on that little loop around. How know? much resistance did they give you oh, to give you the security none. camera footage? Zero. What they about were, Alibi? Alibi was amazing. They gave The manager gave me his personal number, his card, everything, man. They were super, super, so super. So they but wanted not, you to see what happened there. Exactly. But not Lester Pearl. Not Lester Pearl. Not Lester Pearl. Nope. Okay. All right. Just I'm just paying attention to this. I'm asking questions here. Mm-hmm. All right. So all right. So what about the security camera footage from the, you know, because Austin has a we have a you know security cameras. We have cameras on the streets. You know, at different red lights and stuff like that. They call that the uh, what do you call that? There's a name. The halo. The halo system. So did you guys reach out to so, Austin? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's crazy. I I had read up there's I believe 41 cameras on oh, 6th yeah. Street. There's a lot, and there is zero on Rainy, which is like the number two most popular you know bar district area and all that. And there's zero, none. Really? And a lot of the bars cameras do not work. Yeah. Really? Like that Holiday Rats. Inn on the corner, like apartment record. complexes, nothing. None of those surveillance They're cameras. They're for show. Like, nothing. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we weren't able to get it. The last footage I ever saw of my little brother alive was at this apartment complex called the Towers of Town Lake. And we saw him from a distance walking towards I-35. Was he by himself? He was by himself, looking down at his phone. Uh, on Craft Pride on that corner, which was, I mean, huge. So he took around the corner, came on around. On Holly Street. Yeah, on Holly Street. Yeah. All right, so, all right, tell me where that, where is that? Okay, because I know right, Rainy Street. The roundabout. The roundabout. If you're oh, there. that circle. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. okay, okay. So he came around, and then there was a wide. On the far side, or they're closest to closest, 35? Closest to the bar. Closest to the bar. Yeah, okay. and so when he when he came around the corner of Craft Pride there, there was a white SUV that, like, stopped next to my brother. A white SUV. Yeah, he's on his phone, and then he looks. And then it's like he says something, and then he just keeps walking. So that I was person's one, trying to get his, get his attention. That's what I was thinking, you know. And so, you know, we couldn't really figure out what was going on. So, you know, you think about someone with, uh, trying to have someone's be a fake to, Uber Someone's or trying to get like him that. in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Someone's trying to lure him in the vehicle for At sure. At least that's what I thought. You know, it was tough not and to And so think my, that. Question, my, my question is, you know, could this be someone who actually works at a bar that's actually putting something in the drink? And then someone else coming along after the fact and scooping them up. Uh, could be. I mean, it's. I mean, you hear about druggings like on Sixth Street, on West Six. I mean, the the Gay District. You know, Rainy Street. I mean, this stuff is happening everywhere. You know. So he goes. He goes to Luster Pearl first. Has one drink. Mm-hmm. And see, this is not new to me. I've heard of people. I've had several friends that I know of personally that have walked into a bar, had one drink. And had to go to the emergency room and totally do not remember anything from that night. Collapsed on the Jeez. floor, threw up, and defecated on themselves God. in a bar in Austin after one drink. Yeah. That's not normal. Yeah. That's not natural. And, I mean, it's happening, you know, all over the area, you know. All right, so let, let's keep going here. All right, so he goes, Luster Pearl. From Luster Pearl, you track him down. You see him on a security camera footage from what bar? Uh... Oh, the last one on Craft Pride or so Alibi? Craft, okay, so Alibi was the last. So bar he goes, he, was in. he goes Luster Pearl, and then you Alibi. Then he goes to Alibi, and then he went around. So there's two exits you can go out of on Alibi. Correct. And so where all of his friends were, all of our friends that were. Where's on the Alibi inside, at? Is it's, that, it's on, on the, the very yeah very by the end. parking by that big parking lot by the IHOP. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. So Luster Pearl is is close to IHOP. Yeah, yeah like right okay, around. And there. then he goes to goes to that toward IHOP, but then comes back down. Yeah, he came down. So he left Alibi and then went down Rainy Street, went in front of Craft Pot. I'm sorry, Craft Pride, and then walked in front Each of the Each time you saw him, was he by himself? He was on, always on, by himself. Yeah. Man, that's strange. And it's weird because we always took Ubers. We were extremely safe. Like, but like I said, his behavior, right, sweetheart? Like it was something was off. Now, what about his cell phone? Anything from the telephone company, from you know, text messages? Nah, we uh, we were able to get into his like his Snapchat and, and his phone records, all that stuff. What about was, his text messages? Nothing. Did they like, share? Did the phone company share that information? Yeah, with well, him? I was able to pull it up because oh. yeah, my sister had it. Uh, my sister, he was on her plan, so we were able to pull up text messages, phone calls, all that. So and he was on his phone, but he wasn't just probably just scrolling social media, scrolling once in the message to anyone. Yeah, strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, what about Uber, Lyft, anything? No, nope, there request was a ride. No request for Ubers. He didn't have Lyft on his phone, so you know it was just odd. You know, like and see, what? I got that investigator mindset, so I'm asking mm-hmm. key questions. Oh, yeah. Here. No, yeah. this is this is great. Yeah, yeah. Uber, you know. Lyft, anything. Yeah, nothing. We are worried, though, if somebody would have come up and offered And what's your ride. name? Whitney. Whitney. And Whitney, you are? I am Martin's sister-in-law. I'm Mitch's okay. wife. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. All right. And then go ahead. Go ahead, Whitney. Tell me. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say if he, you know, would have been offered a ride or if somebody would have pulled up and said they needed help with something, like he was very, he was a very generous giving person, he would have you know, stop what he was doing to try to help somebody. Um, so these are the things that go through our mind when we're trying to figure out why, you know, why he was walking that way, if he would have gotten into a car thinking it was an Uber, if they offered to take him home, um, and if something happened to him that way. But we didn't see anything on his phone from Uber that he had requested. So the type of person that he is, you know, if they if they actually pleaded to his, you know, his wanting to help someone, he probably would have been like, say, oh, you need help? Let me help you. So it would have been someone that had to really, you know, kind of lean in a little bit and say, hey, I need this or I need that. You know, can you assist me to lure him away from where he was supposed to go that night? And like for women, we're always more. Yeah, we're as women, we're usually more on high guard. Like we're not just going to get into a random car typically, but men aren't usually, you know, on as high of guard. Like if you needed help with something, you know, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have thought twice. He would have just helped or. If someone offered a ride, I'm sure Martin wasn't thinking, oh, this, you know, this person could Especially be trying to do something his, to me. His right so, mind anyways. Yeah. And so I do want to get, I want to get into other family members. I do want to talk about the toxicology report. I do want to talk about the autopsy report. There's a difference. There's an autopsy report. There's a toxicology report. I want to talk about what did they tell you that they tested for? I have. What did they yeah. test for? Did they test for date rape drugs? I want to get into that key stuff. I need to know because these are the things that we need to find out. We need better cameras. We need to pay attention to what's going on because we need to find out what's going on. Is this an employee? Is this someone that is a general manager? Is this someone that is, is being assisted by another bar? What's happening on Rainy Street? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Peace. This is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talkin' Radio with Michael Cargill. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking with the family of Martin Gutierrez, and we're talking about the Rainy Street serial killer. We're talking about, it's, it's not, to me, it's not a fact, is, is there a serial killer? You know, my question is, okay, we need to figure out who this is. You know, we need to figure out how many people are involved in this, uh, because I think there's more than one person involved in this. I think, um, and this is just, this is my gut feeling, just listening to, you know, everything and following this case, you know, we're the ones that actually broke this case. We're the ones that came out and pushed the Austin Police Department to release a statement to say there's nothing going on. There's nothing strange here. And folks, let me tell you, the police departments around the country for history and you go back as far as you want to go. They've never come out and told the community there's a serial killer anywhere. You go to Jeffrey Dahmer, you go to, you know, whoever you want to go to pick any serial killer. They never come out and say there's a serial killer. Until they've, you know, they've identified this person and they start recovering the bodies. And then they let you know, by the way, there is a serial killer. By that time, it's too late because your loved ones are gone. And so we're trying to stop this. I want to stop this now because we need to stop what's going on in this city. Austin is a beautiful town and we need to get this city back to where it was. Um, and I don't I don't want to see, you know, I don't want to see my loved ones, you know, succumb to something like this. We need to do something now, whether it's we get together, we go down, go down to Rainy Street. We sit we sit on corners and we sit there and watch what's going on and watch people that are maybe kind of, you know, a little too drunk a little bit. Maybe, you know, not interact, maybe follow them and see what's going on. See if anyone's actually eyeing that person. I don't know. It may take something like that. Don't know. I don't have the answers, but something needs to be done because law enforcement's not doing it. And since they're not doing it, it's now time for us to be a little proactive. If we're proactive, we will push them to do their job. So now it's time. I'm saying we need to do something. Get together. Get a gang of folks. Let's go downtown. Let's get this done. That's what I'm saying. All right. So 
Uh, the question, you know, someone asked, what about the security camera footage of Luster Pearl and the fact that they deleted the security camera footage of Luster Pearl? And I want to say that name as many times as I possibly can say it. Luster Pearl deleted, you know, the security camera footage was deleted by Luster Pearl. And that is inexcusable because I, I am a security buff. My job is to watch everything, everyone, and I have security cameras at my parents' house, my business, my home. You know, I, man, this morning I had an alarm go off, Zach. Yep. I had an alarm go off on my phone where my, um, my mother's um, glucose level was too low. And so I had to call my mother at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up and said, hey, you need to eat something. Your glucose level is too low. I have alarms for everything. I'm that anal. You got her on lockdown. I got my, I have my parents on lockdown. I love my parents. I don't want anything to happen to my parents. I want them to stay around as long as possible. And so I'm watching everything. I'm watching their security camera. I'm watching their, their, you know, their blood pressure. I'm watching everything. And I monitor everything. And, and that's what it takes, you know. Mm-hmm. I want my family to be around as long as possible. And we, we have got to do something. We've got to, you know, something's got to be done here. So according to someone saying, according to someone on TikTok, FBI and DPS were down asking questions. Not sure how true that is. Someone else says APD will be forced to address this in the coming weeks. Uh, someone else says just showing, you know, uh, the owner is Bridget Dunlap. Who's Bridget Dunlap? You got me. All right. Well, you need to tell me who Bridget Dunlap is. And by the way, please give us a call. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That is 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. Let us know what's going on. What have you heard? What do you think's going on? Do you know someone? Do you work downtown on Rainy Street? Do you suspect someone? You're an employee at a bar on Rainy Street, and you're suspecting that an employee or a customer that you know of is actually doing something, putting something in someone's drinks down on Rainy Street because something is going on. It's not natural. I'm telling you right now, someone's putting something in their drinks. Someone knows what's going on. We always know. We always know. You're afraid to talk? I'm not going to tell anyone who you are. We're not going to show your number. You can disguise your voice. Just give me something. I know something's going on down there. Let us know. Is it an employee? Is it a customer, a regular customer that goes to the bar? Could it be two people? Could it be an employee and a customer? Something's going on. We're talking with uh, the Gutierrez family about Martin. And this happened what year? Uh, 2018. 2018. Yeah. And uh, Martin was found in Ladybird Lake. And this and, and, and he was missing for how many days? Uh, seven. There was actually six people that went missing in Lady Bird Lake that year. Six well. people missing the same year. Yeah. And so he had he actually had trauma to his body. Yeah. Let's so, talk about that. Go ahead. So he had a contusion that was two point five by two centimeters on the back right side of his occipital area on the back of his head. And that's the part that connects your neck to your your head. It's the lower back portion of okay. his head, yes. Okay. Um, they didn't really look into that further. They can tell if that was done, you know, at time of passing, before passing, while passing. Did they tell you anything? They did not. Um, verbally on the phone, they told us it could have happened at any, even when he was already in the water. So they couldn't really suspect foul play just based off of the contusion because there was no evidence. Well, there's no surveillance. There's no, no surveillance. No there's yeah. no lighting. There's no cameras. Nothing. Yeah, but what did autopsy say? It just stated Rolled that his... the contusion was there. Mm-hmm. Rolled no, and they closed the, count, the case because they said accidental drowning. 
because was the cause because of they can tell you if it happened before or after. It didn't specify when they thought the contusion happened. Let's talk about the toxicology report. Sure. Let's it. go to that. So they tested for um, THC, alcohol, amphetamines, barbiturates, benzodiazepines, cocaine, fentanyl, opiates, oxycodone, um, and they did urine, and they also tested um, from the eye. Everything was not detected except for alcohol and um, it does say that the alcohol level will show up much higher than it really is because of um, post-mortem changes but everything else was not detected they did tell us verbally on the phone because he was in the water for so long um that it was just inconclusive that it may not be it, accurate it, yeah. right it'd be hard to tell because it would be a, hard to draw up anything at that right, point because everything gets diluted so by the water yeah. That's right. My brother's body was decomposing. They couldn't even uh, identify him on a photo. Could they tell how long he, you know, he he'd passed away? Well, from what I had read, it takes about six to seven days for the capillaries to release in the body before you float. And so, someone found him. Uh, they went out on their back patio porch off a of riverside, saw my brother's body floating. Called uh, called nine one one, and uh, yeah, that's ultimately how we. We found him. So, so I had, got a feeling it, he was in there for at least six, seven days. So, so November 19th. So it had to happen either the day of or the day the day after. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You think it was the day after? I was thinking it, it was that night, the that 19th. Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, and Carissa's saying, and the cops constantly say no trauma present, no trauma present. So the law enforcement, they're lying. When you're saying that there's no trauma present to these bodies. Yeah, I mean, a large contusion. Yeah, a large contusion on the back of your head is something. That is trauma. That is something. Yeah. It says on the autopsy, blunt force trauma to the head. Blunt force trauma. I continue to tell you that police officers can lie to you, but you can't lie to police. That's a Supreme Court case. (laughs) Okay. They can lie to you. They can trick you, you know, do whatever. You cannot lie to law enforcement. And I've said time and time again, they're lying about this case here. They know more. They're not telling us. Um, something is going on and we've got to find out. Yeah. I had a friend ask me the other day, uh, why would they come out with this statement saying that there's, you know, no serial killer, no foul play. (laughs) And my response was what would happen to the tourism industry in Austin? What would happen to rainy street? What would happen to all these developments going up? Mm -hmm. If they did say there is a serial killer in Austin, Mm. that would be, front page of every news outlet right mm-hmm. oh yeah That'd be top story everyone would know no one would want to come here all those bachelorette parties oh, that yeah. go down to rainy none mm-hmm. would yeah. not go there definitely agree man and there's definitely 100%. a serial killer there's definitely a serial killer here there's no doubt whatsoever in my mind um just by talking to different family members listening to different stories that people are telling me i there is definitely a serial killer here something's going on because people wouldn't randomly that many people. What year was this? 2018. 18. Yeah. How many people? Since him, 12 from what I count, 12, 13. Six in that, that year. same year. Before yeah. him, right? Yeah. And so, so before they him just and randomly after him. Yeah. Randomly ended up in Ladyburg Lake and drowned. Yeah. Randomly. You know, and you you think about all the people who go out to go float the river in San Marcos who are drinking for hours on the water. Nothing. Hours. Nothing like this. Nothing. Yeah, I, I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and also Miami, and nah, doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And you don't hear of anyone following, falling in or quote-unquote falling in when they're with a group of people. Why is this just consistently happening when one 
young males just alone. They just happen to be being found in the water. But With this blunt isn't force happening. trauma to the back of the head. Exactly. All right, so you've also had an opportunity to assist other family members oh, yes. with their loss. Uh, when I saw uh, Jason John's story, I saw the flyer, uh, immediately called his uh, the, the first number, which happened to be his girlfriend on there. And then the next day I was talking to his brother. And then the day after that, I met up with his family, friends, and everything. And I was trying to provide any information from Martin's story, like, hey, try to get surveillance here. Hey, try to speak with the cops about this. Make sure you check the water again. They said... Travis County Search and Rescue said that my brother was not in the water after after their initial search, and he was in the water the whole time. We focused all of our searches on land, ignored the water because I trusted him. And then they said the same thing about Jason John, right? He wasn't in the water, and then they found him in the water. And so I did whatever I could to help Jason John's family. His mother is the sweetest lady in the world. His, he's got the best friends, man. They talk so highly of him. It was like hearing stories about him was like hearing about how good my brother was. They were just identical, good people, salt of the earth, man. And unfortunately, people take advantage of nice people. And so there's no question about suicide. No, no. This guy was happy as could be, man. There's no like, question that your brother would have committed suicide. No, man. He was the happiest kid in the world. He, was, he had it, no reason to commit suicide no, whatsoever. He was none. the happiest person ever. Yeah, he was painfully optimistic. Career. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was just moved in with us that January. I'm so excited and happy. Had his whole life ahead of us. Him. Oh, oh yeah. He loved yeah, Austin, man. He was man. super happy. He, yeah. He was the best kid. We always went to the gym every day. Like he was, you know, fit and we happy, positive, very family oriented, you know, worked hard, never missed a day of work, never came in late. Like he was dependable and just good people, man. Really good people. And uh, you hear the same thing about Jason, John, all these other guys. Like, I mean, they were, they were good people, man. And, you know, it's, it's just terrible. The situation that they got put in. We're talking with the Martin Gutierrez family. We're talking about the Rain Street Ladyburg Lake killer. We're not. It's the question is not is there a killer? The question is who is the killer? Is this an employee that works at a bar? Is this someone that works at a bar who's assisting a regular customer? Is this a regular customer that's standing next to the bar that's dropping something in someone's drink? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so just so you know, I call in numbers 512-643-5483. That is 512-643-5483. Give me a call. Let me know what's going on. Um, so let me go to the chat here a little bit. Uh, the body decomposing will generate ethanol. Um, Thomas, so we so we'll be drugged with GHB, PCP, and the like. Uh, Timothy says, think about the conferences. There are two or three conferences, hotels. They're right there. Yeah, the that awesome holiday and didn't right have there. anything. Yeah. All right. Um, and Carissa says, New Orleans, Jersey Shore, Coca Beach, Santa Monica, Galveston, San Antonio, et cetera. Not sure what that is. Uh, and she says, she is the kindest person I've ever met. Must be talking about you. <laughs> or the mother of uh, the oh, guy the mother. you were talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Elsie. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's okay. a sweetheart. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So let's go back. All right. So you talked about um, locating the halo cameras, and there's no halo cameras in that area whatsoever. You've checked every single hotel, every bar, security camera footage that you possibly could. The one that's most important, the Luster Pearl, is the one that we just cannot get. Now, what about some of the other family members that you've assisted? Uh, like getting surveillance and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. So that's in their, a, in their situation. Yeah. It was still the same challenge. You know, <laughs> all those locations that we had gone to trying to get surveillance four years ago, same exact thing. Do not have working cameras. That holiday Inn on the corner still doesn't have a working camera. Even after all the Martin situation, all that stuff, still nothing. What about some of the bars that they were in? Like uh, give me, give me a family member. And what was the last bar they were in? Oh, I'm not quite sure on the okay. last bar that Jason John or, okay. you know, John Honey or any of those uh, were in. Okay. I know that like specifically Martin, uh, he never went to like unbarlievable. Um, you know, they, I guess they closed early that night. We actually got a good buddy that works there. And so he's been a, extremely huge resource for us as far as those those those, those guys that unbelievable uh, unbelievable are actually pretty great yeah i mean they've been you know and my buddy's been like helping us out like hey man you're making some good changes here in the area dude like you know people are coming in and they're safe like and they're even trying to implement like those little cup covers you know so people won't get drugged or anything like that you know so they're you know they're listening what about the holiday inn something's going on with the holiday inn yeah. What's up with the Holiday Inn? I don't know, man. Even after all this time. Tell me what you think. Ah, man, something. Tell uh, me what you think. Man, I can't I can't speculate. You know, uh, all I know is that there needs to be lighting. There needs to be surveillance. There needs to be those halo cameras, you know. And fortunately for us, when we went to those city council meetings, all that stuff got approved. So they are in the process of doing all this stuff to make it a permanent project that should be done in the middle of June. So by the middle of June, they're speculating that all this stuff is going to be lit up. And they told us specifically a lot of the resistance of why after Martin's death and all the other ones that nothing ever got done was environmentalists talking about how they didn't want to affect the wildlife. I'm sorry. Like, I love the environment, wildlife as well, but human lives are being lost here. And if a bird is going to be upset about a light, you know, it's just you can't justify that. Is there a single or group of bars that are a common denominator? <sighs> Thomas asked that question. Uh, I wish I could. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to Rainy in so long. Is there one bar like everyone went to this one bar? I haven't heard of one. 
Whitney, anything? I haven't heard of any like specific bar in particular okay. where all this activity is happening, but you know, Luster Pearl did leave a bad taste in my mouth with how they handled Martin's case. So we that do. one will yeah. always forever be on my bad side. We do have some people in the group though that have private investigators or people looking into all of the cases and making files for each victim and seeing if they can find any comparisons. Yeah. But it is taking some time just to gather information from all of our families together and to compare all of their files to see if there was any you know you know what we can do is um you ever heard of game cameras oh yeah so yeah so a lot some, of people have mentioned that you put some game cameras down there mm-hmm. you put some game cameras ring cameras you can do you know there's all kinds of things you can oh do. yeah you know and i mean <laughs> it's not a bad idea no it's you not know, a little temporary thing until we can get that permanent stuff up right you we know, did we did meet with the Trail Conservancy, and we met with Austin Parks and Rec recently, and they do have Phase 2 coming in this project. Um, to Right now they're working on just the electricity being um, put down there to give them the ability to put up the lighting and cameras in that area. Um, and we have you know maps and everything of where each thing will be placed. They're working with contracting with companies to provide those things. Um, and they're also having budgeting meetings in regards to the – the Rainy Street project. Because yeah, apparently Parks and Rec lighting. is like the most, they don't get yes. any money. <laughs> is there sometimes, the is there an event that happens down there? According to a CT design in arms, is there an event that happens that correlate with the men disappearing? Some of them are over holidays. Like Martin went missing over a Thanksgiving holiday. And there was somebody that was pulled from Lady Bird Lake over Christmas. Um, break one year. I I don't know if it has anything to do with holidays, but um, sometimes it just seems like it's during a really busy week. Like if there's an event happening in Austin, Mm -hmm. it tends to happen around. And someone asked, has has DPS or any other agency besides APD reached out to to the families? Uh, There's been like PIs and stuff like that, but um, I haven't had any. And these are private investigators that other family members have actually hired. Uh, actually, I think they kind of, they volunteered, we, right? We have detective, um, Kevin Gannon coming into town, mm-hmm. um, to look into all of this. I believe he's retired NYPD. Um, that is, that has done all of the smiley face killers, um, documentary. And we've been talking with A&E and they're working on, you know, doing some things to, um, try to look into these cases more. They're coming in May um, to talk with all of our families. And then there are some private investigators on the page that are looking at things and trying to compare cases and see if there's anything that, you know, may be a common denominator with uh, with what's going on. Let's talk about the date rate drugs. drugs. Sure. So, um, you know, a lot of times when, you know, we're not sure about our, you know, our corner, you know, if they're, actually doing the right thing or testing the right, if they're capable of testing the right stuff, maybe they're just incompetent. You know, are they testing for the actual date rate drugs that people, drugs that people are using? I don't believe so. I, I did not see that on the talk screen. I they think it's just tested the basic. for LSD and like yeah. psychoactive drugs. So you would think, you know, we're all saying, we're ask, asking this question, is there a serial killer? You know, is someone drugging someone on Rainy Street? And you mean to tell me it's 2023 and they're not testing for, for the date rate drugs? Rufalin. Yeah. We're not testing for this? And that was. It's not part of the yeah. test for the toxicology report? Didn't see it on the Martin's report right there either. Reporters. NBC, ABC, Fox News, Time Warner, you know, was it y- YN, whoever. Uh, they're not testing for the date rate drugs? 
You ever heard of scopolamine? No. What is it? It's basically this dust that you can blow in a person's face, and then they will be totally obedient to you and have no memory of what happened afterwards. Mm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you. It's called the devil's breath. Uh, someone says, I also recently spoke with John Kelly, Kelly, a profiler that worked on the Golden State Killer case and more. Uh, yes, there is. Yes, the pies are pro bono, Kevin. will be here May 19th in August. I'm sorry, in Austin. Sorry about that. Um, hmm. Man, this is a lot. <laughs> Toxicology report. You know, what about getting Dr. You ever heard of Dr. Bowden? He's, he's that that uh, forensics doctor that they bring in. I don't know if this guy's still around. I don't know if he's you know still with us. Uh, but they would bring him in, and he would actually do a second autopsy on the body to find things that you know that were not discovered on the previous autopsy. Um, is the are you getting access to the coroner report? Everything. You think they're hiding something from you? We never received any photos at all whatsoever. No photos. We were photos. never allowed to see him either. You're the family. How come you're not allowed to see any photos? I spoke with the physician that did the autopsy, and she uh, was like, I do not recommend that you see your brother this way. Screw she's your recommendation. Like, she's Give like, me the photos. Yeah, she's like, "You, your mom definitely isn't going to want to see this. And I was like, so I had to make that executive decision because I just couldn't let my mom see Martin like that. You know, I, I, made, I made the, the big brother decision to keep my mom's memory of Martin intact with how, how he was and and not how he was found. Right. And that I that I, I get. don't believe some of the other families had the option to see any photos, though, either. Yeah. I don't remember I being presented that option of seeing yeah. the photos. Yeah. Are you hearing anything from the DA's office at all? Uh, any I of this stuff? No. Mm-mm. Um. Is the DA doing doing a opposite, you know, doing a concurrent investigation on their own on possibly, you know, who this, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I, if there's like an active investigation. Because the DA's office has this, investigators. Yeah, you know, if they're currently doing an active investigation, they're not going to tell us anything. They're not going to tell the public anything, you know, something that might affect, you know, the case in itself. You know, I, I, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. In the case of Martin's thing, like we didn't get much at all from, you know, police or or much at all we gave i felt like we gave the police the majority of the surveillance we did that work we were doing the searches you know yeah i get it it was thanksgiving time you know but no we had the skeleton crew you know come that time you know my brother was a very very loved individual and he deserved that attention you know just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you stop we didn't stop none of my family none of my friends that were helping searching every day they didn't stop you know, it was tough to get a hold of Detective Donovan. He was like, it was like pulling teeth to get his attention to help us out. Like, hey, do, like, hey, man, like, we, we found this. We found this footage. We found this. I'll send this to you. You know, we were trying to help. You know, we were just trying to do what we could for my brother. And in the end, key footage that you needed was deleted by the bar called Luster Pearl in the end. You yeah. couldn't get that key footage. That would have been pretty useful. I Somehow. believe the owner was on vacation for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so the bartenders wouldn't hand it over. But once the owner finally did, it was the wrong video timing. And then once they realized and went we, back, it was We come back over. from the break and talk about this and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking with the Martin Gutierrez family. We're talking about Martin Gutierrez and we're talking about the Ladybird Lake Killers. You know, it's my, you know, it's not about is there a killer? You know, my question is, is this person that's working, you know, that's working downtown at a bar? Is this person a customer of the bar? Are there two people, an employee and a customer, an employee who's drugging people and a customer that's watching them stagger out the bar, trying to get them into a vehicle? Because you said that there was a white SUV, a white SUV, a white SUV trying to get martin into the vehicle or get his attention or something oh yeah. something was going on yeah there. like I, I saw he was on his phone he was looking down this suv stops he looks to the right says like something for about two three seconds and then just turns around like he was like no 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 like and then just kept walking so it does make you wonder like you know was someone trying to offer him a ride like hey man i'm finishing up an uber ride why don't you just come into my car you know yeah. it's it's hard not to not to think that and know? we do have some uh security camera footage that i do want to play for you uh because this is martin this, it's rolling right now. And this is Martin where? Uh, so this is him walking on the service road of I-35 right in front of the towers of Town Lake uh, headed towards that little Chevron area that was right there. Okay. And so that's walking going towards. North? Yeah, going south towards Lady Bird Lake. Towards the lake. Towards the lake. Yeah. Chevron? Yeah, so we tried to get the footage uh, there. Uh, Chevron gas station? Yeah, oh, all right the way there. over there? Yeah, right there. It was right there, but there wow. was no footage of Martin from the Chevron. So he must have gone on that you know, other road, that south road. The hotel's got to have good footage. Yeah. Their I mean, cameras got to work. They didn't. Their cameras didn't work? No. The, uh, that hotel. The Holiday Inn. No. That Holiday Inn, that big hotel that's right there on the lake, their cameras are not working. None. Even to this day, even for Jason John, none. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. You know, you figure after all these cases that, you know, not only would they want to protect the, you know, their customers, you right. know, but like surrounding people. I mean, it's a very popular bar area, you know, like you're not, you're not even safe and they don't even care that you're not safe. I yes. do want to add when I just met with the Trail Conservancy and Austin Parks and Rec, I asked them if the hotels and apartment complexes that are aligned, uh, you know, aligning the water and the trail, if they were cooperating with. Um, you know, the project that they're working on to get cameras put up, even at those facilities that are facing the water to see if they're participating. And some of them are and some of them really are not. They are not wanting to be a part of, you know, increasing the safety in that area That's or have crazy. more cameras on their building that face the water. And, I, you know, I have a solution for that. You know, we we you know, one of our advertisers actually for the show Pacific Auto uh, Pacific Automation has an awesome camera system. And I use this. I actually use it to protect my vehicle. Like I said, you know, earlier, I'm very, you know, protective of my family. I'm protective of, you know, myself. You know, I have to watch what's going on. I'm suing the federal government right now. I have cases going before uh, the United States Supreme Court. So I'm very paranoid about a lot of different things. So I literally, where I park my vehicle, I have an imaginary line around my vehicle. So anyone that goes anywhere near my vehicle, an alert goes out, email, text message goes out, um, any vehicles that approach that approach my vehicle, I get their license plate number. I have a license plate reader, you know, in my parking lot. You know, where I'm tracking, you know, everything. I'm checking license plates. I'm checking, you know, anyone that approaches my vehicle, anywhere comes anywhere within arm reach of my vehicle, I know immediately. And so 
there, you know, there's systems out there, license plate readers. You can tell what's going on. There's no reason this day and age in 2023 that a business, you know, you don't have working cameras. Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. And the fact that not all these businesses are hopping in to take partake in this project, you know, like you can you can use that to your advantage. Like, hey, customers, look at this. We are trying to implement these new cameras to make everything safer for you guys. And so, you yeah. know, it's funny because someone's trying to throw everyone off the trail of the Holiday Inn. Someone is specifically, I had someone specifically send me private messages and to try to throw us off the, the, the hotel. And I've never mentioned the Holiday Inn. And for some reason, they're providing me information that I never even mentioned about. I never talked about the Holiday Inn until today. I'm looking at people in the in the chat here talking about they're saying the Holiday Inn is a consistent factor in a lot of these files. Yeah. And so and and now I'm wondering what's going on with the Holiday Inn. Is there something there? Could it be? Uh, could this be a security individual, a security officer? You know, someone's working private security. You know, involved in this as well with someone else. Hmm. The fact that someone actually sent me private messages when I never mentioned the Holiday Inn to throw me off the trail of the Holiday Inn, I think is very strange. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. That is you. that. And it didn't hit me until right now. Right now. That that's strange. Something's weird about this. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, Timothy says, yeah, in 2015, the cameras worked. So I don't know what's going on. No, they haven't worked since 2018. I know that for a fact. All right, so I I do want to let's let's talk about the um. I want to talk about some of the other other families that you've talked to. You know, can you give me actual family members that you spent time with? Uh, yeah, uh, Elsie, which is Jason John's mom. Okay. Uh, his girlfriend Tara, Tara, and then his friends like Josh has been a huge huge help. Uh, he was Jason John's old roommate. And this guy has been hands down like one of the biggest helpful individuals. I mean, extremely intelligent. And he is just gung-ho, man. He is hungry for answers and change. And this guy doesn't stop, man. You know, that's the kind of friend that Jason John brought to the table. And he's not stopping, man. So he's he's been at all the city council meetings. He's been talking to, uh, was it councilman, city councilman Zoe, mm -hmm. you know, quite a bit. And he's, you know, partaking in that group, you know, uh, on Facebook, really helping us out, you know, with all the families. So, you know, as far as with the family, Jason John's family, it's been his friends and his mom. I talk to her all the time. You know, I got to check in on that poor woman, man. She's been through a lot. And then, and then I want to talk about a little bit about the, you know, the people that were with your brother, you know, that night. Because, you know, when I go out, you know, for a night on the town, you know, I, I take my ride or die with me. You know, Zach's with me. He's my ride or die. No matter what happened, you know, Zach's always watching my back here. Mm -hmm. You know, I have other people, you know, the people I surround myself, you know, with my inner circle, you know, they're my ride or die. And we don't leave, you know, we, under no circumstances do I leave, you know, or would they leave me, you know, out and about. So I, I do have to, and I'm sorry, you know, if I'm poking a little bit, but I got to poke. No. You know, I got to go to, you know, what about the, you know, the friends of your brother, you know, because ladies, one thing about ladies, ladies don't leave other ladies out by themselves. You know, you know, when, when it comes to getting sick and vomiting, you know, one thing about ladies, they, you know, hold on, let me hold your hair, pull your <laughs> hair back and let you vomit, you know, da, 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 get it out of your system, whatever. They're right there, you know. You know, I'm just curious, you know, what were the friends, you know, how could you leave Rainy Street and leave your friend out of sight, out of mind? So uh, at Alibi, you actually have two entrances you can go in, you know, the center, 
and then on the outside of the bar. So all the friend group and everything were in the center inside of the bar. And Martin went out towards, I guess, like the restroom area. And then he came around on the outside and left the bar. So he never came through the inside. They never saw him. He leave. left on his own. He left on his own accord. He, and like which, like I said, he had some abnormal behavior to begin with. So he's doing things that didn't make any sense. But then he left without notifying anybody. They all thought he was in the restroom. You know, maybe he was vomiting or something because he had been acting weird. Who knows? Anybody have find my phone? Uh on his phone. I mean, they tr- we tried to ping it and all that stuff. Like, I mean, we tried to get all those things, but like... Did he share his location with anyone? Nah. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. And I mean, we, we never got his phone. I mean, odds are it's probably still in that damn lake. So never never recovered the phone? Never, never recovered. They re- they, uh, did you... Were you able to maybe subpoena some records from the telephone company to figure out the last time it was pinged, the last tower, and the last, you know, date and time? We had requested for it, but it was never done. Still to this day. Still to this day. Yeah. Man, I, th- I wonder if it, that information has got to still be out there somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, I hope you guys, you know, continue to, you know, search for that because that's that's key stuff. You know, cell phones yeah. are very important. Um, you know, I track vehicles. I track all of my vehicles. Every single one of the vehicles that I own, I track. I, I can tell you where all my vehicles have gone in, in you know, in the last few weeks. Um, so. Yeah, they can, you know, those phones. They know. Nine times a second, they ping. They don't. And yes. they have GPS. Yes. You can locate it within like three you meters. Can track, you can track yeah. that phone. I know for a fact. I, I, I used to work for a telephone company. That would be work, very interesting information. Just my entire family works for AT&T. <laughs> you can track a phone. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, hopefully you guys, uh, you know, bug them some more. The telephone company owes you some answers. Yes. Uh, maybe you can get an attorney or something and, and get, you know, get them to release those records because there's there's some information there. Yes, sir. And, and all the other, the other family is all out there also. Track their phone. That's the key. Their right. phone. You know, did they leave the area? Did they come back? You know, when's the last time that phone was pinged? Oh yeah. And you then know, or Apple watches now. One know? thing about the one thing about law enforcement also, they can tell you, you know, when they figure out the last time that phone was pinged, what other phones were in the area at that time? Yeah, co-traveling with those. Phones. What other? That's right. You know, did you know? Did they have a whole NSA program that tracks all. They that. know. Yes. Mm-hmm. There, there's a way you can figure it out. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. I, my thing, I'm in it. I'm all about intelligence, and I'm all about that stuff. Yeah, they so, automatically track what phones typically move together. Wow. Yes, and that's how we track criminals. You know, that's how we we catch people that are you know bank robbers and stuff like that. You figure out who's in the area at that time. You know, and at that tower at that specific specific time. When that robbery or something was going on, when it's money, they want to recover that money, they will track that money down. Oh, yeah. But as soon as my brother's death was ruled accidental, they didn't give up. That's right. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. All right. We come back from the break. We're talking about the Lady Bird Lake killer. We're talking about it's not a fact. Is there a killer? It's a fact that who is the killer? Is this an employee that works at the bar? You know, and someone's telling me, you know, in the chat, they're saying in all caps, and I want to make sure I read this in all caps, they're saying, just for the record, in all caps, I got to find it because it was like really big in all caps. They're telling me who the owner of Luster Pearl was in all caps. The owner of Luster Pearl, this is in all caps. The Luster Pearl is owned by Bridget Dunlap in all caps. I don't know who that is. I don't know what's going on with Bridget Dunlap, but maybe we need to find out. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we went to the break. You were talking about um, the we were talking about the homeless, and you know there. We have a lot of issues surrounding the homeless and what's going on with the homeless. And we need to do something because I'm sorry, they're part of the problem. Okay. The fact that we have a homeless situation, the fact that, you know, we're talking, there was a case just a couple days ago where you had a bunch of homeless actually break into storage sheds, still guns, ammunition, and then they had to send SWAT to recover those guns and ammunition in the homeless camp. We have a problem here, folks. There's an issue. So stop pretending like there's not a problem with the homeless situation. There's a problem with the homeless. Okay? We need to do something about it. And the fact that something's going on with, you know, cert certain family members have issues with some of the homeless. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of the other families, but I know that there was some concern about um, specific uh, a specific group of individuals that were unhoused that were down by the water that, you know, may have made some statements that were a little suspicious um, in regards to Jason John's case. And then I, I think some of the other families cases as well, but I, uh, they were never interviewed by APD. So there was no actual formal statements from these people being interviewed by uh, the authorities after and these cases. And then, Zach, you were reading on uh, some of the you know, serial killers yeah. that were out there. Uh, go ahead and read us that list. Oh, geez. Um, there have been serial killers. Everybody knows Dahmer. Yes. Uh, Gacy. Yes. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. One? Oh, what's the, the other guy that they did the Netflix show on? Uh, the one that uh, Zach Efron was played by. Yeah, I can't you think. You know, the it. famous ones, right? Yeah. The good-looking ones. There are some not-good-looking ones. Henry Lee Lucas. Mm. He confessed to killing 600 people. Mm. Carl Eugene Watts, uh, the Sunday morning slasher, had 100 victims, 12 in Texas, so 88 in other places. It's always going to be that cool person that gets by, you know, that can fit in in a crowd or blend in in a crowd, you know, sort of sort of deal. We're not mm -hmm. talking about is there a killer on, on, on a serial killer on Rainy Street. We're talking, we're, we're trying to figure out who this person is. Yeah, so there are the serial killers we know about, which is probably a small slice of the pie, yeah. and Bundy. the ones we don't know about mm. that probably encompass a much, much larger portion. Is this a traveling nurse? Is this a truck driver? Is this a bartender? Is this, you know, someone, what, what's the person that collects the drinks, you know? Bus. bus is this a bus boy? Is this a customer, you know? This is someone who regularly goes down the rainy street. The door people, they know people. Door guy. You know, is there someone that you see every time someone disappears and you see that person? You know. Just think about it. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Something's going on, and, and someone out there knows some stuff. They're just afraid to talk about it. If you're afraid to talk about it, send me a private message. Let us know. Yeah, if someone, if a killer, let's say, let's make a hypothetical killer. If they're dumb then they do the same things, right? They get caught. They make mistakes. If somebody is smart, then they change up what they're doing. They cover their tracks, right? right. And the smarter they are, the less likely they are to get caught. Mm. Man. Um, and yeah. you, your brother, he, he was like your best friend. Oh, yeah. No, he, he wasn't like. He was he, my best friend. He yeah. was your best friend. He was, man. You knew him better than anyone. I did. 
you guys went to the gym like every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He was at such five? a gym rat at five p.m. every day. So 5 I knew I knew something was wrong when he didn't text and he didn't show up to the gym. Immediately, I knew something was wrong. Yeah, one thing about your gym, bro. You know, whether it's your real brother, your gym brother, <laughs> you know, you know a lot of things. You sit there and you talk to him. You know a lot about that person. Oh yeah. You know, I you know I go to the gym with someone. I know a lot about that person. Oh yeah. And this is your blood brother. And your gym brother. Oh, yeah. I knew everything about him except on leg day, man. He didn't do leg day. <laughs> <laughs> he cheated leg day. <laughs> yeah, I do miss him, though, man. He was, the, he was the best. You know, great motivation and always pushing you to be better. You yeah. know, it was awesome. I miss him. All right. And so what are we missing here? Is there anything we're missing we didn't talk about? I want to make sure we covered everything. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. I just think that's, I mean, just everyone to be safe out there. You know, go in groups. Don't be alone. You know, uh, these areas are clearly not safe, you know, so just make sure you got someone on your back, you know, your, your PIC, you know, someone to be out there with you. Has any, so. I, I'm going to ask you, has anyone mentioned any, any other family members, any mentioned anything about trauma to the body? Oh yeah. So, you know, Lori and Randy's case, you know, uh, Randy had, I mean, broken ribs. Randy and, who? Uh, I can't remember his last name. Okay. But, uh, anyways, I mean, he was found on west 6th in the water with multiple injuries i mean his case is actually still open randy and, lexfold, yeah, on, lexfold. On, on west 6th yeah, six? yeah. He, in shoal creek oh shoal wow creek. yeah okay and so he had all kinds of you know trauma to the body so my brother's case got closed but his is still open now i guess they put it on what like hold or something like that temporary something but uh, Lori will know a little bit more about but that. But he did it to himself, apparently. He, apparently, he did he did the trauma to himself <laughs> and drowned himself. Unbelievable. And I remember Lori reaching out to me back then because this was about just like a few weeks after Martin's death, you know, uh, maybe a month. and December into, 7th. Yeah, you know, and so uh, she reached out to me, was like, you know, hey, do you know of anything going on? Like her and I stayed in touch for a long time trying to, you know, piece together some answers to try to help her the best I could. You know, it's it's, it's tough, man, to... Here, the sister that's so far away, and she didn't have any answers. I mean, I was trying to do whatever I could to help her out. Yeah, that is rough. That is rough, you know. Um, and let me ask you about the body. Was the body cremated? Martin's, yeah. It was cremated, okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, I want to, you know, as we go forward with this, if something else happens, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I hope the family members, you know, try to keep the body, maintain the body, because... Uh, we may need to go back and do a second autopsy by an ind independent autopsy. Yeah. You know, do an autopsy. You know, there's a city, you know, the city of Austin, they've proven to be incompetent to me. I don't trust anyone that works for the city of Austin at all. They're all incompetent. Look what they did with the rape kits back a couple of years ago. Exactly. Right? Wouldn't even, never tested the rape kits at all. So, you know, we, we <laughs> there's a situation in Austin where ladies were being raped and assaulted and they were constantly messing that up. So they can't deal with that. Why would you trust them, you know, with something as serious as someone, you know, being murdered or killed? So, you know, if something else happens, please, 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 you know, maintain that body. Hold on to that body to, you know, possibly get a second opinion of the body and what's going on. Because I'm, I do not trust the city of Austin at all. I don't trust them one bit. Carissa mentioned, uh, she said, just like the guy whose hands and feet were duct taped and his head wrapped. Who's that? Oh, committed yeah. suicide. Who's that? Oh, that was yeah. A they long rolled a, a victim a suicide, and his mouth was and hands and feet were bound. Yeah, suicide. And so he committed suicide. Suicide. Yeah, suicide. Yeah, that's what the report stated was suicide. Even all these bodies, all these bodies we're talking about, and there's no trauma to the body. They just walked into the water freely. Yeah. 
duct tape. Ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Anyone know the name of that person? No, uh, Carissa, can you tell us the name of that person, please? And also, um, what is Nightcap Products? So we are working towards a project that bars may, you know, be able to participate in with the um, drink covers. And um, there's also straws that can change color if there's, if there's um, in drugs in your drink. Um, there's um, like if people are wanting to um, monogram them with their company name or, um, you know, label them um, to sponsor that project um certain bars can participate and i mean to me that shows that that bar really cares about your safety if they're mm -hmm. implementing being able to hand those out um to see if you know we can maybe help people be more safe with the druggings um and preventing druggings i mean on rainy street so nightcap i believe is a brand of um the co drink covers all right, I want to thank the, the family of Martin Gutierrez for coming into the studio today and talking about their loved one um, and talking about Martin and, you know, putting a a person to the the name and showing us, you know, we're able to look at a face and, and, and really, you know, bring, you know, bring some life to Martin um, and hoping that, you know, we're able to bring someone else out, someone else, you know, come out and tell us what's going on out there. Uh, maybe you'll come forward. You've seen something. You've heard something. Someone said something. You've seen a text message. You've you've seen someone that looks very strange, didn't realize it. Um, so hopefully this will 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 come out and we'll figure out who this is. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.